You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com I need a little time off for bad behavior Devil in Hello and welcome to War Horses, the only equestrian podcast that isn't afraid to tell you which teams just aren't really that good. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Let's get started. Um, now, I did not have time to create my own song this week, so the intro song, that was not me. So, I'm sure a lot of you are disappointed, but maybe I'll have time next week. We'll see. Um, so Auburn did not have a meet this week, but that doesn't mean that the ladies took the week off. Uh, instead, they've been focusing on finishing strong uh, here at the end of the season and winning these last two home meets before the SEC tournament. Uh, and just because there wasn't an Auburn meet doesn't mean that we don't have things to talk about. First off, one of Auburn's illustrious young riders was featured in a short article in one of those fancy equestrian magazines. Uh, the most recent issue of Sidelines magazine a magazine I just found out exists, did a very nice story on Ava Stearns. So, when you have a moment, you should definitely get your butler to read that one to you. Now, you may remember Ava is the Auburn freshman who famously mentioned me in her Get to Know Her article uh, for Auburn Equestrian. Uh, now, in this sideline article, they, they kind of left out any mentions uh, of me that Ava might have made. But you know how those magazine editors are. They probably had to make some space for the print edition, and they just ended up uh, leaving out all the numerous quotes about me. Um, but guess which magazine I will not be subscribing to now. That's right, Sidelines. Uh, but anyway, good for Ava, good for Sidelines for finding a way to boost their readership. So, I mentioned there wasn't an Auburn meet this week, but even without that, there sure was a lot of interesting results going on around other programs in the sport. And uh, this might be a part in the show where any Georgia fans who are listening, you might want to go pour yourself something strong. Uh, and you got plenty of time because I'm going to do y'all last because I like making fun of y'all. Now, first off, UC Davis traveled up to South Dakota State. I bet it was cold up there. And the Aggies won 10 to 9, so very close meet. Now that they have won yet again, I hope the Farnham people are going to rank the UC Davis because, darn it, they deserve it. Uh, next, we have a big SEC Big 12 showdown when Texas A&M traveled over to Oklahoma State. Now, uh, Texas A&M is in a little bit of a free fall right now. They went up there, and the Aggies lost uh, 7-10, to 10, which is not a terrible loss, but it is like their third or fourth straight loss, so that ain't never good. Uh, Fresno State 
out in California, they traveled uh, into the state of Texas, and they traveled over to Baylor. Baylor, of course, just lost to Auburn. And Fresno State has discovered that playing on the road ain't nothing like playing at home. The Bulldogs lost 8-11 at Baylor. And now, I think you'll recall that going into this meet, Fresno State was number two in the Big 12, and Baylor was number four. Well, that ain't the case no more. Uh, let's see, we have another meet here where UT Martin hosted another tri-meet where they had SUNY New Paltz and SMU come into town. Uh, SMU beat UT Martin 11-7, to kind of close, uh, and then SUNY New Paltz lost to uh, both of those teams. They lost 1-9 uh, to nine to one of them and 1-8 to eight to the other, and I'm not going to tell you which was which because it doesn't really matter to you, does it? Uh, anyway... Fresno State then, on the next day, went over to Fort Worth, Texas, and rode against TCU. Now here the Bulldogs were able to rebound a little bit. Uh, they took this meet 10-9, to so still very close, but again, a lot, a lot harder than when they ride these meets at home. So I think you remember to an earlier podcast where I wasn't very uh, enthusiastic on uh, Fresno State's record because most of those rides came at home. Well, now you're seeing when they go on the road, it ain't as easy. And lastly, as I promised you, we have Georgia going on the road to South Carolina to see who would move into second place in the SEC. Spoiler, it ain't Georgia. Uh, Much like Texas A&M, Georgia has completely gone off the rails. The Bulldogs got hammered 5-14 to at South Carolina. That is pretty embarrassing. It also shows that South Carolina has slowly been getting better and better as this season has gone along. And this sets up our next Auburn uh, meet, which is coming up this weekend because the game cops are coming to Auburn. So here we have another example of how Auburn is sitting at number one for the whole season and all the teams below them just keep cycling through those lower positions. So let's talk about those lower positions. Auburn is, of course, number one in the Farnham rankings and number prime in the Auburn Elvis rankings. In my rankings, I will also skip the number one position and go straight to number two. Oklahoma State is going to remain number two in both rankings. South Carolina is going to remain number three in both rankings. Okay, so there you got that. Uh, Fresno State is probably going to drop a little bit. I'm guessing that SMU is going to move up to number four in the in the Farnham rankings and that Fresno State will probably be number five in their rankings. But in the Albert Elvis rankings, I'm just going to leave number four empty because nobody's really worthy of that spot. And then I'm going to create a tie for number five with Georgia, Fresno State, SMU, and Baylor. To me, they're all pretty much the same. And then I'm going to put TCU, Texas A&M, and UC Davis in a tie for number nine. Uh, I'm not really sure what the Farnham folks are going to do once you start getting that low. They may actually just copy uh, the uh, rankings poll from last week and just scratch out the date and put this week's date on it. They seem to do that a lot, so that's probably what they'll do again. So, how does all of this week's uh, chaos shape up the various conference standings? Well, over here in the SEC, Auburn is, of course, number one. Uh, But with this weekend's loss, Georgia has now dropped all the way down to number four, and they have locked up fourth position. Uh, Insert pause for laughter. So, when Georgia ends up hosting the SEC tournament in about a month, they will be the number four seed, and we will probably have to face them right off the bat, which is something I did not want to do. But you're going to do it. That's what you got to do. South Carolina 
uh, is currently in second place in the SEC, and Texas A&M is currently in third place. Now, South Carolina could technically squeak into first place in the SEC, but in order for that to happen, Auburn would have to lose twice, and their loss to South Carolina would have to be really big just to have a uh, loss in the tiebreaker uh, between those two teams. But hey, this, of course, sets up some extra excitement that's going to happen in the meet with Auburn this weekend. With a win, the Tigers will lock up first place and continue their unbeaten streak. Now, all the way over in the Big 12, things are also pretty interesting this week. Oklahoma State remains in number one. Fresno State remains in number two with their loss this weekend. But the Bulldogs could still finish in first, but they have to ride against Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State in the very final weekend in order to do it. The other two teams in the Big 12, that leaves uh, TCU and Baylor. TCU uh, has now dropped down into fourth place, and Baylor has moved up out of fourth into third. So, uh, and actually, TCU's schedule, uh, Big 12 schedule is over. So, they w- they are stuck in fourth, and they will not get out of fourth, and that's where they will go. So, they're pretty much the Georgia of the Big 12. Now, Let's look ahead specifically to this upcoming South Carolina meet. You should expect Auburn's usual uh, standouts to take most of the points in this one. And, of course, I'm talking about Michaela Langmeyer, Sailor Taint Jacques, uh, Ava Stearns, Terry June Granger, Olivia Tardoff, Deanna Green, etc., etc., etc. Those girls right there represent about 8 to 10 points, and if they are on their game at this meet, then it's all pretty much over just with them. You add into that a lot of these other riders that could easily win their points, uh, girls like Boo Camera, Paige Mathias, and so on, and we could have a really big day, y'all. So, I've recently been putting together some stat comparisons of various teams, and that helps us kind of get a little bit more in-depth look in this Auburn-South Carolina matchup. Now, before I jump into that, I do want to say, as an aside, that the SIDs, the Sports Information Directors over at Texas A&M, they are very lazy. Uh, They hardly compile any stats for you. Instead, what they do is they just take scans of the score sheets from each meet, and they just drop those into a PDF, and they call it a day. That is not ideal, Aggies. Uh, Anyway, back over to Auburn and South Carolina. So, what can we expect from the Gamecocks? Well, in the first meeting between these two teams, it was over at South Carolina, Auburn started out real strong, uh, winning four out of five points on the flat. Uh, South Carolina had a little bit of success in the next event, reigning. Uh, Auburn did take three out of of those five points, but South Carolina won the MOP ride, and two of those Auburn points that we got were very close. So, they are pretty good in reigning. Now, we ended up putting the whole meet out of reach with uh, winning fences four to one. Uh, and then the meet finished up with horsemanship. Again, we won that one 3-2, to two, uh, but South Carolina had the MOP ride in that event as well. So I feel very confident in saying that the Gamecocks are better in the western seat than they are in the jumping seat. And also their recent meet versus Georgia supports that as well. So with South Carolina, the Western riders that you want to look out for are Caroline Goote, uh, she rides in both events, and Mackenzie Duncan, who is their reigning specialist. Uh, they've got a girl named Jordan Scott, who is also a good reigner, but after those three, their talent really kind of drops off. Over in the jumping seat, we'll want to watch out for a girl named uh, Louisa Brackett, she rides both events and a girl named Billy Bradner over in the flat, and Tyler Petrie over in fences. 
these three ladies stand their best chance of getting some points from us. Um, and depending on the matchups, they have about two other girls on the hunt seat who could uh, grab a few points, but their depth is nothing like Auburn, because over here we have three girls in every event that you usually count on to win the points, plus two or three additional girls, depending on which event you're talking about. So we definitely have the advantage. Uh, South Carolina has some talent, but as long as we take this one seriously, we should actually win this one by at least four or five points overall. So. If you are in the Auburn area this Saturday, consider going on over to the EQ Center off on Wire Road. Uh, You're probably going to have a blast. Uh, Auburn is probably going to win, even with South Carolina's recent improvement. And if I may, I would just like to point out that what we are seeing with Auburn Equestrian right now is unheard of in this sport. No other program has put together two dominant years back-to-back like this. Um, A week ago, I mentioned to some folks how this run is similar to the historic years that Auburn's women's basketball team had in the late 80s or that the Auburn's women and diving team had in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, So even if you are not a fan of the sport, you should really go to one of these meets. If you do that, you're going to be able to look back 20, 30 years from now and you're going to be able to say, hey, I went to an Auburn equestrian meet back when they were on that historic run. So yeah, get on over to Auburn this weekend. Uh, You've only got two more chances to see this team in Auburn this season, and do not let history pass you by. Well, that is all for our show this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm your host, Auburn Elvis. Thank you very much for listening. War Eagle and War Horses. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?